0: welcome back to following know it on a stormlight podcast this week is episode 49 and we are doing chapters 11 through 20 of warbreaker by brandon sanderson once again this is not a stormlight book we are taking a short detour to Nalthis, the um the realm that we are in at the moment and hallendron and to teller the capital of it um, and Idris is a far-off kingdom from Hallandrin. Uh Paul, how are you?
1: I'm doing great, yes. Thanks for asking. I've had a nice, lovely week. You're welcome for asking.
2: Elliot, how are you? Doing pretty good. I can't decide if I like the faster pace that we're going at with these books or, or not. It's nice to be able to, you know, sit down and read a nice big chunk of the book, but I feel like I'm rushing through some of it as well. So yeah. I don't know. Pros and cons. Yeah, I get that.
0: We do have a faster pace. We are going a lot faster through through Warbreaker. At some point we may revisit Warbreaker when when we have a wider Cosmere vocabulary than you guys have at the moment. Um, but at th- at this point we're just trying to get through it for a couple of specific scenes that you need context for for Oathbringer so just quick like Instead of two words, I'll ask for a quick 30-second synopsis of, at this point in the book, how are we feeling about it? Because I'm a pretty vocal critic of, of Warbreaker. I don't think it's Brandon Sanderson's best work by any means, but I am um, I will say I'm enjoying it uh, more than I did my first read. So there there's that. This is only my second read of, of Warbreaker. Uh, I'll shoot
1: it to Paul. So I I've been happy because kind of going into this, Week we're starting to see some things move that that are kind of interesting. Like, oh, where is this going to go? Um. Specifically, finding out that our our mysterious king is deaf or not deaf, mute. Um. Mm-hmm. So I, I have a lot of questions there, but overall, not a big fan. It, it's fine. It's fine. Um, I'm happy. Like Elliot said, about it being faster paced. I'm happy, but it must be because I'm, uh, I'm just not the biggest fan. I guess maybe I'm close to you on it. I haven't finished it yet, but um, I'm looking more forward to kind of getting the information and moving to, I would say, our primary story. But it's been good. This week, last week was kind of just setting the stage, and now we're starting to kind of get somewhere, so it's been good.
2: Okay. Elliot? I I'm still going to withhold judgment a little bit. I want to get through, you know, into more. I, I feel like we're not quite yet into some of the main story, even though we're, yeah, 20 chapters in now. Maybe I'm wrong. Don't know. But it's it's been very different. It's it's all about, you know, theology and religion and political intrigue and, I don't know, more of the emotional drama as opposed to more, you know, hardly any action or, heroic you know deeds or quests it's it's a very different kind of story than the stories we've been reading so far in the stormlight archive so it's nice to read something something different you know a little bit of a a break in something different but i don't know that i'm just as interested in that type of story as i am your more classical hero quest objective beat the villain kind of story but yeah we'll see we'll see where it's going to go i have faith there's going to be some twists coming
0: okay i'll touch on that here in a second but shoot it to our intro all right Elliot, i do want to highlight what you just you just said with it's a very different flavor of of story as if you will because if you think back to the first 20 chapters of the way of kings it's very much kaladin and there's we're in our very very small corner of roshar and i'm just going to tell you a story about kaladin specifically and as we go you kind of zoom out a little bit you get to know the world a little bit this is very different it's very much like kings and courts and gods and all all sorts of like very wide view except for maybe uh Vivenna's story so far she she kind of has her own thing going on without any politics really involved, but uh our two other main characters are in in the court and kind of trying to navigate politics and et cetera, et cetera. So yeah, I agree it's very it's very different. It's why I didn't like it my first read through. I was not a fan, but
2: it's it's not for everybody, and that's fine. I'm I'm curious if by the end of the story, we can kind of look back and maybe look at some of this as sort of a, a commentary on religion. I'm kind of on the lookout for that, honestly, just because we've had so much, especially in these chapters right here. Actually, we start to dive into like the different religions of this world. We've got auster o- austerism. Is that even how you say that? Ostrism?
0: They kind of just <laughs> smash it into like one syllable. It's like ostrism. Austrism.
1: Austrism. Yeah. Aust- y- y- Rhythm, yeah. Two syllables.
2: You've got with the the Idrians, and then you have the... They kind of sometimes refer to as the iridescent tones or like worship of the iridescent tones or mm-hmm. something like that. And then we got this new one we just learned about, which is the Pawn Call, maybe?
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. Something that's... like that.
2: So it, it feels like our story so far is is almost a a dialogue on what is religion. You know, you're worshiping these gods. Who are they? What is it to worship a God? What is it to be a God? You know, we have light song who doesn't even believe that he should be a God, but he is. And I actually really like some of my favorite parts are honestly, the discussions between light song and his high priest. Yeah. Laramar. Is that his name? Yep. Just the, the the banter going on there is, is actually great. I really enjoy uh, those scenes, but if that's going to continue and be kind of a, a commentary of what is religion and what kind of aspects make it religion, that'll make for an interesting story, maybe a slightly boring one, but we'll <laughs> see. We're we're not even halfway through, so I'm withholding final judgment.
1: Mm-hmm. I think yeah, I, I kind of agree. It, it's it's still too early to judge the book. Um, uh, where I probably am more of a fan of the the normal. This is very much my personal like opinion on this um i'm a little more of a fan of the you know like action adventure quest story but i am also a big fan of the kind of like political drama like i think the story could be very exciting um my complaint is i guess isn't with the like nature of the story it's like the the specifics like i I'm less like i don't really enjoy or i'm comfortable with the whole like wed this king like i don't know all that stuff i'm i don't enjoy that specifically but like simply just a political like i don't know royal kind of storyline i think is is still entertaining and stuff so.
0: so diving into our our first half of this episode and kind of taking this apart, uh, chunk by chunk, we have uh, Siri, who's been introduced to the God King in his chambers in the nude, um, et cetera, et cetera, uncomfortable, uncomfortable. Um, but she's beginning to get tied up in the politics um, of the of what's happening here. Not not like a lot but blue fingers her assistant guy is really trying to help her and um is pretty compassionate towards her and giving her heads up of not everything is as it seems in the palace here and you need to watch your back uh so like he definitely hints that there are things to fear in the palace but the god king is not one of them so there's uh there's things to watch out for what were your guys' thoughts on on series first first little
2: chunk here? Yeah, I thought that that line from Blue Fingers summed it up for me pretty well. And I could have guessed this beforehand before we got to this, but this this really tells you, you know, not all here is as it seems. But you know, now you got to figure out okay what's going on. We we get at the very end of this segment in chapter twenty, we learn like I think Paul you already mentioned or Trevor that Siri learns that the god king is mute and i think can't read in that chapter as well so i mean that's a bit of a bomb drop of okay wow that's not what it seemed like but then of course the questions all come up as to why like what what are the motives here who who are the the movers and shakers and what are their motives what are they trying to do
0: Paul, I know you have thoughts on this because you're probably just—I I can imagine you listening to this and just feeling uncomfortable the entire time, right? Like,
1: yeah, definitely, definitely a bit. Um, kind of like what Elliot was saying. It, it kind of the question of who's really thinking on here in the scene. Um, but you know yet. Yeah, um if there isn't anything then I think this is lame mm-hmm. and boring um, so I think like something has to be going on Um, I can't help but think this whole time that Blue Fingers is like super involved in stuff and there's a whole lot going on behind the scenes that they can't let the Vestal know um, and stuff I don't know It's been harder for me to make jumps at things I think overall harder than a stormlight book yes I guess maybe I mean it I, I could probably equate it to when it we were getting started with stormlight just because it's new and fresh I don't like you could name one of the characters and I have to think a while about like okay who's this person where like you know it's kind of fresh and stuff so as a first time reader i feel like this is kind of the struggle of starting these um and it's it it gets better
2: as we see more and more but um i i think too it's a little hard for me harder to get into this book maybe or or just struggling a little bit with figuring out who's on what side and I, i feel like that's kind of a big part of the book. That's I'm sure that's intentional. It's, it's political intrigue. That's where we're trying to figure out, can we trust the mercenaries that the Vena has met? Do we trust the priests? Do we trust light songs priests? Do we trust, you know, the, the God King's priests? There's lots of different people that we don't know if we can trust and that's, it just makes it kind of hard to figure out who's who and who am I supposed to be rooting for? Who am I rooting against? It's very, the waters are very muddied when it comes to the sides.
1: that's a very good way of putting it like i don't know if like you kind of just get this semblance throughout everything that the god king is like kind of just mighty and bad almost or that's how i've thought about it right but now i don't know like i just don't know right. so uh yeah, that's a really good way of putting it and i didn't think of that specifically of like who 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 are we trusting like the only trustworthy people we have are Siri and favena because mm-hmm. they're kind of our protagonists uh, and so we're seeing things from the perspective, so we're kind of assuming they're good at other than that everyone seems not trustworthy. I wanna I wanna take a
0: a small detour here and talk about listening versus reading uh, of this book. There's a very specific magic system here with breaths and light and how a light um interacts with the god king. Uh so when he's presented to the court, and when series, well, isolation, I guess, is up, she's presented to the court, and the God King makes a, an appearance. And it's it's described as a, a white refracts like a prism around him. And I had a, like, I'm listening to it this time, and I had a very clear image of that, like, in my head. I thought it was, that was very, really cool. Uh, Elliot, what did you like, how are you liking this, like, imagery from a reading perspective as opposed to listening?
2: And then I'll throw it to Paul. Yeah, I'm not really sure. It, this, this book actually gets your imagination working quite a bit, which I like that about it. I I think that's a a mark in its favor and that there's lots of very imagery driven descriptions of things. And we have, you know, colors that don't make sense necessarily to it. You have to kind of bend your brain a little bit to understand, you know, when, once you've reached a certain heightening, you can see all these different shades of color and how an entire piece of artwork might look like just a solid color to somebody. But if you've, if you've got enough breaths, you can see the nuances in it, you know, like all that kind of stuff that makes you really have to like pause and try and imagine that in your, in your brain is, is kind of fun, but it's a bit kind of challenging at the same time. I, I do have to pause sometimes and think like, what in the world does that look like?
1: Paul? Yeah, I, I'm i a big fan of the imagery, and I, I can agree that I think it's something that the book does well. Um, I think specifically from an audiobook, with the scene you, you referenced specifically, Trevor, I got a, I feel like I got a really good image. But a lot of the time with, I don't know, kind of describing the colors and the breaths and everything like that, I feel like I don't get the full picture sometimes because I feel like it kind of breezes past it or breezes through it and I'm not like completely picking it up whereas I feel like if, if I was reading it I maybe it would maybe I could picture it better maybe I could like think about it more straightforward Um, I would have to like kind of re, re-listen re to it to probably pick that up fully um, but just kind of breezing through it the first time as it kind of hits you and just goes past it it's like sometimes confusing there's a lot of like kind of uh I don't know you have to you have to use your imagination straight up to to like picture uh the things there like the different colors and and stuff like that um I do think some of the stuff is super cool just kind of the idea of like I don't know it seems like a lot of things that are powerful so like that kind of like bend light and like I don't know, whenever it's surrounding things, like light will become, I don't know, like refracted or lighter or darker. I don't know, stuff like that. And I think that concept is super neat. Um, it's definitely something that would probably make a great like, movie Like, with some good like, special effects and imagery to, to like actually see that would be really cool.
0: I was going to say, making a movie of this book would be extremely hard. Really hard. Because <laughs> every scene you're going to have to like, Mess with the the shading and the lighting, like every single frame of the movie.
1: That would be very difficult. For sure, it'd be trippy. Um, it'd be very trippy. It would simply as a um, as a consumer, it'd be super exciting to watch. But I'm sure the the movie makers and the editors behind the scenes would not have a fun time with it.
0: All right, I'm gonna jump over to Vivenna, but before we do, I need to go back and do a spell check because two of her, her little compadres here are on, are on our spell check. We have um, our first mercenary who seems to be kind of the, uh, the character B of Vivenna's of Vivenna's plotline. Uh, Elliot, do you know who I'm talking about? And you want to try to say this this lad's name?
2: This is the the lead mercenary guy. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll give it a shot. This one, this one seems straightforward, but it's maybe not the easiest to enunciate. It's i uh, I'm pretty sure it's denth, denth, like tenth, but with a D. Yep.
1: Paul, yep. that's exactly how you say it. Um, for spelling it, I basically had that spelling tenth out of D. I had D, E, N, T, H. That's correct side all right and it's then it's been a while since i got one exactly right you go you got Vivenna. Tri- Tri- exactly right oh, that's true i think it did yeah
0: the uh the second mercenary elliot um n- not jules she's not on our uh uh she's not on our spell check
2: but the other guy oh man i could have got that one for sure <laughs> all right i think i can get this one too though this one doesn't seem too hard it's just tonkfa i tonkfa i don't know how you want to put your your yeah,
1: strings, yeah
2: i think the, but yeah
1: the second time was like the way you usually hear it like tonkfa okay tonkfa yeah and for this i tried to i tried to remember apostrophes cuz i always forget them and i'm going <laughs> to guess that there's one in this one um i went with t o n k apostrophe and no H? No, there there is
0: your the apostrophe tripped you it's just a space like a like any
1: normal name like, it's, it's tonk, tonk space tonk, tonk. fa <laughs> no way like, every every other name would have had an apostrophe <laughs> True. every single other name would have had an apostrophe Given the previous. That was that was, that was a good
2: guess. That I I'll totally give you credit for a an intuitive guess there. But yeah, yeah you got you got all the letters right. But two okay. words.
1: That that's more important to me than.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'll, you got a you got a solid A minus on that one. Just, don't sweat it.
1: I would say an A, not an A plus, <laughs> but an A. know, like a solid ninety four percent. Apostrophe yeah. versus space. Like come on. <laughs> we'll
2: keep you on another week. Yeah. Okay. okay.
1: I've made the
2: cat for next week. Perfect.
0: Alright. So Vivenna's story here. Do you guys do, do you guys like Vivenna's Vivenna's like chapters, if you will? She's she's Idris royalty, and you kind of get the impression that Vivenna is looking down on everybody else, that she's she assumes that she's better than especially these mercenary guys. And as we go a little bit, she, um, she's definitely put in over her head. She's got a bunch of breaths that have been shoved on her from the last episode, and uh, she's trying to reconcile that in her head because she thinks breaths are sacrilegious, if you will. And she's trying to figure out what to deal, what to do with that. And then she decides to work with the, uh, the mercenaries by the end of this episode, and she's she's trying to reconcile that in her head is that is that wrong if i'm working towards bettering my kingdom with the mercenaries am i allowed to work with mercenaries like what what are you guys' thoughts on Vivenna's story so far
2: her chapters aren't like aren't quite as exciting or interesting maybe as some of the other ones i'm not quite as excited about where her story is headed in general but i think i like her character development the most if i if i had to pick something there i actually like the this the where she's at as a character kind of coming from the you know she's the the straight a student if you will she's tried really hard her whole life she's prepared she's ready for this and then she's kind of just been thrown into a world that is unlike anything she's ever seen before and she's having to like you were kind of talking about trevor reconcile her her beliefs with the real world that's a little bit messier than she thought it was going to be and having to ask herself these moral questions of what do i do and is here's something i believe is wrong but do i do it in order to try and save my sister or where What lines do I justify crossing and what what lines do I not? Like some of those dilemmas and struggles I think are really interesting and interesting questions to think about, even if her story isn't maybe the most exciting so far.
1: For me, I think if you if, you, if I had this book at all, if you were presenting this book to me and you gave me a brief summary of series story and a brief summary of another story, like, this is the one that I will like I'm interested in um I feel like this idea of, she, she's kind of like set out to try and save her sister almost it almost seems like the kind of quest trope um because she kind of you know has these mercenaries and, and stuff like that um where Ceres is kind of like a she's married to the god king um it's just a child and then like runs into I don't know, starts sticking her nose in places or something. Like I, I feel like that doesn't sound appealing. Right. But in reality when when reading it, I, I think I'm more interested in series story for sure. Uh, because I think it's because of kind of the element of like mystery or like something's gonna yeah. happen. Something's gonna end up being big here. Um where Vivenna seems a little more straightforward. Um so I kind of like that element of of unknowing which i didn't expect to so they, they i think there's nothing wrong with avena's story um like i don't want to compare it to Shalon chapters in book 1 because it's not <laughs> the same but i look more forward to the series um chapters i'd say or the series storyline to try and figure more out that like you, like you said, that does surprise
0: me. That I thought you would definitely be interested in more in uh, Light Song or Vivenna than than Siri. Mm-hmm. But
1: yeah, and I was comparing those two. Um, kind of, I would say that is in conclusion. I think maybe at the beginning of these chapters we read, I may have been more interested in kind of what Vivenna was doing. But I think as time goes on, I'm getting more interested in the series.
0: Alright, Elliot, you mentioned Light Song a little bit earlier, and you said some of your favorite moments were between Light Song and I don't remember his high priest's name at the top of my
1: head, but uh Laramar. Is that the name?
0: I uh, yeah, I think so.
1: La- Larimar, yeah, I believe.
0: Yeah. Uh do you want to talk
2: about Light Song a little bit? Sure, yeah. I as I mentioned earlier, I like some of the I like the comic relief, I guess, in his, his chapters of the whole idea of he's a god, but he doesn't think he should be a god. He doesn't think he maybe even is a god. and so he's trying to prove to his own high priest that he's not a god. but his high priest has full faith in him that he is a god and is you know happy to stand there and prove to him you know all these theological proofs that he that he indeed is. and even when he tries not to be, that proves that he is. Like all those conversations I think are, are pretty funny. I, I enjoy them. Um, but yeah, in these in these chapters, let's see what what do we got with uh, with Light Song in these ones? I guess maybe that's later. Light Song introduces himself to to Siri. Our two characters cross paths, but maybe that's a little later. They have a they have a very brief conversation, Siri, um,
0: and Siri and Light Song like have a little bit of conversation, but nothing nothing too long. Yeah. So on my first read of this book, I came in with the knowledge and I've said this on the podcast before, um, but it didn't really mean anything to you guys at the time. Uh, Hoyd is in every Cosmere series. Not every Cosmere book, but in every Cosmere series at some point. And it it varies in it varies in the amount that he's in it, it varies like how many scenes, like he's not in every book. Like, for example, Mistborn. He's not in one of the books, but he's still in the series. Um, do you guys think we've seen him yet, and we just haven't seen the name? Because that's how he's introduced in the Way of Kings, uh, to start, is he's introduced as Wit. And it's not till three-quarters of the way through the Way of Kings that we're introduced to him as Hoid, um, as he introduces himself in- to Kaladin. So... Do you guys think we've seen him yet? Is he yet to come?
2: I I have thought about this a little bit, actually. Because I, I, I ha- I've had my eye out for Hoyt ever since we read those first chapters and started to maybe make a few guesses. So I, I have it on the lookout. But I don't know that I've seen anyone yet that I would have to, you know, full-on guess is, is Hoyt. There's a few that maybe, you know... We've seen some of the, the banter from characters that Hoyt is is well-known for. I know that Hoyt is described in Wave of Kings, probably Words of Rain as well, as carrying a, a long, thin sword. And so that almost you know makes me think of like Denth the Mercenary, but I don't know, character traits don't seem to really line up there. He, he can't be Vasher, I don't think. I don't know. I don't think we've seen him yet.
1: I can't see him in Smasher either. I think if we have seen him, i I feel like he would have to be I don't know, so this this depends a little bit because like one of my first thoughts was if we've seen Hoy already, then he's probably like blue fingers or something, but the more I think about it, the less I think that's the case um. But the reason I think that is because so we don't understand Hoyd enough, like we don't understand what he wants to do, really, like we don't understand um if he's in this story, what his purpose would be, why he would be there, like what he's trying to do um so I don't know if he would be the same character like if he would be wit as we know wit like they're just like kind of making fun of people telling stories like cuz if we see that i feel like that'd be pretty obvious um if we literally have wit like i don't know messing with vash I don't know, you know mm-hmm. um and i i'm guessing we're not going to see that like that character trope that we know of wit um and so i guess we- we would see him on a different form, but like I don't know, maybe more docile, like more, more chill, minding his business or something. I, I don't fully know. I, I I don't think we've seen him yet. I'm gonna just go with that as my answer because I can't think of how we would have seen him so far.
2: Was Warbreaker written before or after Way of Kings? Definitely after the Way of Kings.
0: You know what? I'm actually going to look this up because
2: uh, I am afraid to be wrong. I'm I'm asking because I'm maybe this is cheating a little bit, but that that knowledge may help me like know what to look for. Did did Brandon Sanderson write Hoyd into Way of Kings and then think, oh, I'll I'll sneak him into this other story or? Was Warbreaker written first, maybe, and then later on, you know, Sanderson had to go back and say, oh, this character is going to be Hoyd, you know, that might influence what we're looking for here.
0: So I was wrong. Uh, Warbreaker was released June of 2009, and The Way of Kings is August 2010.
2: Interesting. Okay. So I would follow oh, up question. Go Just for it. My thought
1: process as we move forward, like uh, with the podcast as a whole, what was like? Do we know? So this is still in like the Cosmere, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we're not on Roshar, but we're in the Cosmere. Um, was that his like first book in the Cosmere, or? I mean, this is a big question, like the whole yep. history there. But do we know what the first was? Or so. This is
0: actually a good time to show this off. Because I backed the Kickstarter for The Way of Kings 10th Anniversary, which is right here. In the mail this week, I got this book, which is still in the shrink wrap. And it is called... Oh, that's... It's called The Way of Kings Prime, which is the first edition, like, rough draft of The Way of Kings... It's a, it's very nice. It's a very nice edition. looks very looks very good. There's the I don't know if you guys have seen this symbol floating around in your way of King's books, but um, that there's that on it.
1: Take the ten orders.
0: Uh, he self published this one along with uh, the Don uh, Char novella came with it. It's right there, mm-hmm. uh, which we'll be reading after Oathbringer. But he self published this one and it's uh, he calls it Sanderson's Curiosities. Um, is what it's published under so to answer your question on order this was not published or the way of kings was not published till 2010 but this was the way of kings prime was in as far as as far as we know as far as he's told us in this edition it's like kaladin is already a captain in dalinar's army and that's how you meet that's how you meet him, and then you kind of go through the, the events of the current wave, kings, and flashback. Um. But this edition was written like back in two thousand one, um, but wasn't wasn't published until after he'd already published a couple Cosmere books. Long story short, Elantris, which is over here, is your first Cosmere published work. That is two thousand five, followed by Mistborn. I think. Uh, followed by Warbreaker, and then finishes or he it's Elantris, Mistborn, Warbreaker, Stormlight, and then he goes back to for Mistborn era two. Got it. Okay. There's cool, also cool, there's cool. also short stories, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The major books. Yeah. The these okay. the Arcanum Unbounded is a group of short stories. That he's published that's in the Cosmere, but it's like sprinkled here and there throughout different Could realms.
1: Could they be equated to like interludes? Are they like significant or
2: yeah? They're
1: just kind of like you learn a little bit um, in this like side story, but like it's not. You imagery. haven't you haven't read Edge Dancer yet,
0: which Edge Dancer is coming after Warbreaker, but uh, Edge Dancer is in, is in Arcanum Unbounded, so it's they're short, you know. 30,000 word uh, short stories.
1: Okay. Thanks for the knowledge. No um, problem.
2: That, that does help on our scavenger hunt for Hoyd. Yes.
1: Yeah. Story in least kind of a story. So that was okay. So, Waving prime was two thousand one, roughly. Um Hoyd, I'm assuming is in that still, even though know, it's different. Yeah, I um, think
0: actually Hoyd has a different name. I haven't read The Wave Kings Prime yet. Okay. It's still in Shrink Wrap. But I think mm-hmm. Hoyd like as a character is in there, but he's has
1: a different name. Okay. That could be cool to see if he does. Um well either way, so we're assuming the character is like created. I'm assuming there's kind of this like mysticism about it or like right. you know, mystery. So it'd be safe to assume that, you know, he could very well be in this book as we know Hoyd, like as we would know Hoyd. Um That's what that he's too. kind of like a wild, you know, Mr. Worldwide. Um <laughs> so yeah. Well that to say, I don't think we've seen him yet. I I feel like I don't have conclusive evidence. But I wouldn't be too shocked if we have and I just didn't notice it. Is
0: so there any way he's Light Song and he's just messing with everybody in the court?
1: It very well could be very Maybe.
2: Well. Maybe. <laughs> I yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I don't know if physical descriptions would line up for me unless Hoyt has changed. I I, I vision envision Light Song as, as like the, you know, picture perfect masculine, big and bulky and you know, extra tall and I kind of my I don't know if this is honestly correct but my my mental image of Hoyt is kind of a scrawny skinny fellow that's, you know, a little gangly and strange looking.
1: Mhm. Yeah. I just I imagine him as kind of like tall and skinny, like yeah, tall and skinny longer. Mhm. You know.
2: I could have totally made that up but that, that's how I, how I see him in my like, head.
1: Definitely not winning a fight, but he's like tons stuff. But
2: yeah. But Light Song here, bringing it back to the the chapters, is having these nightmares that seem to be re reoccurring, and he it seems like he he keeps having nightmares or visions or dreams or whatever these are of like destruction. Seems like that that seems to be a common theme. It seems to be fire or war or not good stuff.
0: Doesn't he have specific visions of Toteller on on fire? I think so. I think you're right. Like specifically the capital of Halenjin being under yep. a t- under attack, I think. The and his priests guys are interpreting them as prophecies sort of, but None of them have really come true yet, so he doesn't think he's having prophecies. He just thinks, you know, nightmares or whatever, and they can think whatever they want. Um, Any any theories?
1: Is it too soon to ask that question? I I think it's too soon for me. For me, I I would love to make some wild jump.
2: but I, I really don't think I can right now as much as I would like to do. I, I guess I don't know enough to trust the, the magic systems and the religion yet in this world. You know, I, I can't, I don't have enough to decide for myself if like having prophetic visions of the future is a possibility or if all of this religion really is a sham and it's all fake. And you know, Emperor's New Clothes kind of thing so I haven't decided where on that line I fall which I think would tell me whether I think White Song is predicting the future or not
0: I haven't heard a reference to that short story in quite a long time thank you for that I hadn't thought of the Emperor's New Clothes in forever Little, little tidbit here for you Light song comments that he doesn't like rain, and it seems to be very common in to tell her. Did any? Did either of you think that was weird? Did did that? Did did that
1: ring a bell for
0: anybody? I.
1: Th- for me, maybe in, not in the sense that you're trying to get it, but my thought with that was just like, it just kind of showcased. The, the gods, like, I feel, I feel like the gods here are kind of pathetic. Like, when I think of the god, I think of someone who's like really all powerful, like, I don't know, create things or like, I don't know, do big things. So this one's like, I hate the rain, like, please stop. <laughs> um, and he's like, man, I wish the rain would stop, but has like no power over it. Um, and so I feel like that's just kind of showcasing the gods. I don't know. They seem kind of puny here. They have their purpose, but it's not what I would think of. Uh,
2: I I just couldn't help think when I read that that Lightsong would really not like Roshar with the constant uh, high storms coming through. But yeah, I, th- there seems to be multiple things that are a little off with Light Song. He, Yeah, that was just another one.
0: lightsong has specific has nightmares of storms and he 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 keeps that separate from like the rain that's that's happening like it's specifically a storm that he's having a nightmare of which just made me think of high storms you know like has he been to roshar in another life or something like that you know um true but what i was trying to fish for and i will and i will remind you of here is do you guys remember Zyles' mention of the weeping and what he tells Kaladin?
2: I remember him talking about something, how it reminds him of home, or the little lake they had reminded him of, of home. Maybe this is home for him, perhaps? Perhaps. That
1: is a perhaps, but like, I mean, in my mind, I'm like, it's just some rain. Like, it's not that deep. Right. Um, But yeah, like I, I would imagine in any of our stories, there would be rain mm. in some form. I mean, interesting, maybe
0: not, but I'll reference this clip I mean... later, but keep going.
1: <laughs> maybe not. i don't know i feel like if it's the connection we're supposed to make that's kind of like pushing it like it's like ah, this light rain reminds me of home and then we read this other book and they're like it rained and it's like oh this (laughs) is home got it that's that's zyle's home it rained there
0: yeah um i i understand (laughs) You're not. You're not gonna bite. Oh, okay, that's that's fair.
1: Not not yet. Not yet.
0: All right. <laughs> any any closing thoughts for this this episode?
1: Anything we missed? I'm kind of hoping for just more stuff to happen with our characters that we can we can make more jumps. I feel like I'm unable to make jumps due to like lack of Mm -hmm. enough happening so far or enough knowledge of the characters. Uh, But I'm hoping more will happen and that I can kind of make some crazy jumps. So
2: I, I think maybe the only other thing there, there are a few other smaller things I noticed, but probably the one big thing we didn't necessarily mention was that I'm pretty sure it's in these chapters, kind of the chapter 15, 16, 17 area where the, the, the God King's priest I'm going to butcher his name probably should have put that one on the spell check Tr-trelides? Mm-hmm that that seems like a very whimsical name like Trellides but, uh, <laughs> but uh, that guy he threatens Ciri and you know pretty harshly tells her you will bear a child you better bear a child or it's not going to go well for you and then on the flip side of that siri gets as part of her hints that she gets from blue fingers he very clearly hints at whatever you do make sure you don't bear a child and so we we now have that to kind of go off of, of why why is bearing a child so important or so not important or why is that kind of the the linchpin of what's going on here we we don't know yet but that seems very important I'm
0: glad you brought that up because that is in those chapters and relatively important. So <laughs> it's the whole, the whole setup that we have so far. So
2: Anything else? Nothing here. No, thank you. Okay.
0: Then let's keep reading and we'll reconvene next week. Thanks for joining me, uh, Paul and
1: Elliot. See ya. Sayonara.